Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast 114. Apocalyptic dreams abound these nights as our unconscious attempts to grapple with the uncertainty unfolding each day. Between sadness at the weakening cracks in our democratic electoral process and leaning into the edges of a long COVID winter, keeping my spirits up is challenging. Not to mention a number of close friends suffering because of poor health, challenges with their adult children or grandchildren, or the non-viral death of loved ones. We each have had our fair share of what I term lessons in powerlessness, those times in life when we really get that we are not as in control as we might think or like. Sometimes it's a rude wake-up call, other times an adverse event just catches us by surprise, or certain expectations get completely dashed on the shores of reality. With pandemic fatigue, it's clear that many of us are getting regular doses of what we really don't want. One thing to wear masks and practice compassionate spacing when grocery shopping, but the lack of social contact, the deprivation of being unable to enjoy live music or dancing or a night out at the movies or playing cards with friends or getting on a plane to see distant relatives or have an exotic adventure— For some living alone, the almost complete absence of touch. Make your own list of what you miss the most. These first world issues in no way minimize the deeper suffering of the many unemployed or those watching their business fail, or the challenges of working from home and childhood's loss to long-distance learning. We are, without doubt, in an apocalyptic time. The Latin word apocalypsis refers to a disclosing, a revelation. Its ancient Greek cousin suggests an element of away from hiding, a removing of a veil, one might say. Only in Christian and Jewish texts from the 2nd century BC to the 2nd century AD do we get the added element of of end-of-the-world phenomena. Along with the necessary-to-support-religious teachings, symbolic visions, and the imminent destruction of the world with the salvation of the righteous. The incorrect Mayan 2012 doomsday predictions have been attributed to a faulty translation of an unearthed stone tablet. Asia had its end-of-days adherence as well as Buddhist cosmology and Taoist views created a complicated canon of apocalyptic beliefs rooted in the concept of the mandate of heaven. Such ideas were captured by artists as well, without any exploration of eschatology, just human nature. W.B. Yeats added the Irish melancholy edge to the end-of-days notion with this poem. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart. The center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity." Sango is a Creole based on the northern Inbabi language and the primary official language spoken in the Central African Republic. There is a word they have, buba, that is in my World Words book. It is a general term with wide application that means messed up, 
referring to anything not working right, including people. Do we really invite problems into our lives because we need their gifts? Have we collectively done this as a species with the zoonotic leap of the SARS virus? There are those days when we just want to shout from the highest peak, no more lessons. I have so many expectations in the course of my daily activities. I take for granted that my phone will connect and my computer function. The stove and fridge will still be working as well as lights in the house. The car will start and obtaining needed things at the market will be possible. But there are days when the car breaks down, the line at the bank winds out the door, and miscommunication seems to rule. Everything and everyone seem to be booba. This is when the depths of our patience are tested. It's one thing to talk about going with the flow when everything operates well, another matter entirely when breakdowns occur faster than they can be fixed. Multiple excellent opportunities arise to strengthen that calm inner center of patience and understanding. We can fill that well when faced with small challenges and drink from it in times of larger difficulties. I invite you to re-listen to podcast number 62, which is all about surrender. So how to summon our inner juju, mojo, duende, in order to stay balanced? Without getting too esoteric, abstruse, arcane, or obscure, I've been playing with these four ideas. Connect shouting, or whispering, depending on the situation. Booba! When something annoying is amiss, as I summon a smile. Use nostalgia as analgesia. I go to sleep filling my mind and heart with pleasant memories. I consciously tap my chin with the back of my fingers, reminiscent of Rodin's thinker statue, to remind me to be more comfortable with uncertainty, to greet it whenever and however it appears with curiosity rather than constriction, openness rather than anxiety. Finally, a visual image. Am I swimming? or floating on my back downstream, which type of energy is called for at the moment. Each of these, in its own unique way, helps me practice attunement, the true meaning of harmony grounded in the here and now. I do believe that in many ways we are what we seek to know about ourselves, and these times certainly offer lots of opportunities for inner explorations to create new tools for coping with the external madness. Thanks, as always, for listening, and remember, friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.